Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is the OT Old Testament reading. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus. Zechariah 9.9, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous, and having salvation is he. Words first spoken to God's people from the lips of prophet Zechariah 500 years before the birth of baby Jesus. Before the first Christmas. God's people, home sweet home. Finally back in Jerusalem after being locked up in a 70-year Babylonian captivity. Another home. Their home sweet home. Babylon is yesterday's news. Family. Family of God here at Greece. That's because the Persians pummeled Babylon and rose to power, expanding their kingdom, their empire, to the largest empire the ancient world ever saw. In dinky Israel, the insin insignificant Israelites, well, they're no threat, no king, no riches, no army, no power, no threat. No worry whatsoever. And so the Persians let God's people go. Go home. Released from captivity to rebuild their city. And it's like basically starting from scratch. Homes leveled. Businesses just, you know, a bunch of bricks. And the temple, well, toppled. It looked like... The pictures that we're seeing right now in our nation, where the tornadoes touched down, wiping out whole neighborhoods. Well, God's people, they rallied to rebuild. Homes popped up. Businesses had, you know, their ribbon-cutting ceremonies. And the final touches in the temple were done. Land, check. Temple, check. King, well... They didn't have the king quite yet. That box couldn't be checked. But the prophet Zechariah made it crystal clear that the king was well on his way. Zechariah 9.9 Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation is he. How long was the wait? Well, you heard. 500 years and this guy, Pastor Aaron, has a hard time waiting five seconds at a red light. Maybe you agree with that. They waited 500 years. The wait is over, though. Palm Sunday is the revelation that the king has come for his coronation and will lead his people in joyful procession to that last day resurrection. We are in a parade, folks. The Palm Sunday Parade that began 2,000 years ago hasn't stopped. You and I are in the Palm Sunday Parade. Yes, rejoice greatly, O G L C, for our King, King Jesus, has come, comes today, and will come again, and will lead us, and is leading us. 
Home sweet home at last. The gospel reading shows us the, uh, the first time that King Jesus pops up. Uh, and he gets the Palm Sunday parade rocking and rolling. Yes, the king has come on a donkey. Yes, a donkey. That beast of burden riding all the way to Calvary. So that he can bear all that weighs us down and wear. Surprise, surprise, that thorny crown. It's time. It's time. Jesus, he barks out orders to get that Palm Sunday parade kicked off. Matthew 21, verses 1 through 3. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethpage in the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go, go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. Now, we have no clue what's, uh, you know, over the hill, down the pike, around the corner. That's not the case with Jesus. Nothing catches Jesus off guard. Nothing surprises Jesus for himself and for you and for me, for anybody. So what's ahead for Jesus this first Holy Week? Well, it ain't pretty, is it? Betrayal? Uh, bogus charges? Abandonment? Blindfolded? Bruises? Beatings? Blood, lots, lots of blood. Boards? Hammers? Nails? Breathing, labored, bowed head? Buried. None of that, though, scares Jesus. None of that makes Jesus run for the hills because Jesus knows this is how he will become the rightful king of the cosmos, the rightful king of the universe, the rightful king of this world. Not what we expected. A throne? A cross? The scepter? A nail? The crown? Full of thorns? But this is what Jesus had to do. To be the very king that Zechariah promised that he would be. Zechariah 9.9 Behold, your king is coming to you righteous and having salvation as he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The king that Jesus comes to be is righteous and having salvation. Righteous. Righteous. King Jesus rides on, rides on in majesty, in lowly pomp, rides on to die, so that he can make all that's wrong right for every gale and every guy. But what's wrong with this world? How much time do you have? <laughs> I mean, the news is basically a 24-7 cycle of what's wrong with this world. What's wrong with this third rock from the sun. There's so much in this life 
that brings us tears and fears, worriedness and weariness, stress and duress, regrets and night sweats. Just think about it for, for a moment. What is wrong in your life? What is so heavy for you right now? What is making it harder and harder to breathe? What is that 500-pound gorilla sitting on your chest? <coughs> See that. All of that. On Jesus, who rides the beast of burden. The beast of burden. Jesus, he takes all of our burdens. He lifts them from our shoulders, and he places them on his shoulders, and he carries them all to Calvary. Without any fuss. Without any complaining. Without calling the ambulance. He makes all of our burdens his own and suffers them to death all alone. He cries from the cross, right? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Our sin, our sorrows, our sicknesses, our separations, our shame, our sentence of forever death, Jesus uh, uh, bears and buries. He bears all of your burdens in mind, and he buries them in the black hole of his death. Behold the burden-bearing king. Not what we expected. I mean, the kings of this world, the leaders of this world, they are in the business of burdening you and burdening me. Our king comes to lift our burdens. He is your burden-bearing king. This is most certainly true. Even that thorny crown preaches that message. All, all that curses this world, crushes this world, kills this world, Jesus lets come crash down on his head, cursing him, crushing him, killing him. Now, did Jesus stay six feet under? Did he stay stone cold dead? No way, Jose. Not by a long shot. The father vindicates his son, his sinless son. He raises his son from the grave, making him strong to save. After all, this is the one who comes, having salvation. He's the one who comes having salvation. Inside King Jesus is nothing but unending life. So on the Friday we call good, from inside death itself, life. Unending life destroys the power of death. Now there are no dead ends for you and for me. No burden. No brokenness. No bump. No bruise. No barrier is final. 
Period. Jesus, King Jesus, lives up to his name. You know what the name Jesus means? The Lord saves. The Lord saves. He lives up to that name. The folks lighting the streets that first Palm Sunday, you know, they're waving their palm branches with so much joy. They're busting out with such gusto. Hosanna! Hosanna! Save us now! Save us now! Save us now! And that's why Jesus was there then. That's why Jesus is here now. Now. The king comes today in the dinner, that feast of forgiveness, riding in with and under the bread and wine, assuring us that everything will be fine. Everything will be a-okay. Now, maybe some of you are thinking right now, Pastor Aaron, come on, man. Really? Everything's going to be fine? How can you say that? What kind of king is this Jesus? I mean, you're telling me straight up, man, that this king, King Jesus, has drowned and downed all that could ever drown and down me. And yet look, why am I still drowning in debt, drowning in disappointment, drowning in depression, drowning in darkness, drowning in disease? How is it that we are still downed by death? This king looks like a loser, lousy, lazy king. Hold your horses one, one second, okay? This king, he is reigning and ruling. Okay, I get it. Not in the way that we want, but in the way that we salvationly need. Dear friends, don't let your eyes fool you. The forces of evil have been dealt with on that Friday we call good. The forces of evil have been downed and drowned by Jesus. The crucified, risen, ascended Jesus. And so now those forces can't actually down and drown you forever. And that's what, you know, Prophet Zechariah brings out clearly in the OT reading in Zechariah 9.10. I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem, and the battle bow shall be cut off. And he shall speak peace to the nations. His rule shall be from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. Now the Persian Empire made advances, uh, you know, so long ago, by using bloodshed, violence, trickery, threats, punishment, How did that go for the Persian Empire? Are they on the map? They came and they went. They rose and they fell. They are in the history books, dear friends. So long, toodles, bye-bye, off vida sane, ciao. They're gone. But not the kingdom of our God. Not King Jesus' kingdom. That kingdom is established forever and is spread everywhere. Like a stone dropped into a calm lake from a bridge, 
The kingdom of God has rippled out from Jerusalem into the world. Well, how did the kingdom of God spread? How did the kingdom of God march from continent to continent, from country to country, from person to person? How did the kingdom of God make it to 303 Ruth Street? What, what is this? A mouth. Through the word, the word, the word, the word, through the word, God's kingdom marches on. That's how the kingdom comes to us, through the word. And this kingdom, dear friends, has no cap. Always room for one more. We absolutely witnessed that this morning, right? Through the watery word, Everly Lynn was named and claimed, added to the kingdom of God. She joined the parade. That's what I want you to see when you see Everly Lynn. She is a new member of this Palm Sunday parade. And in this Palm Sunday parade, we have peace. P-E-A-C-E, peace. Not the absence of problems. But the promise that our king is with us in the midst of all of our problems. Do you name them? He's smacked up in the midst of those problems. And he's in those problems with us to bring us through those problems. Every single one of them. That first Palm Sunday parade really was a parade of one. Just, you know, Jesus. Jesus and us don't get it. And Jesus rode through his dying, his suffering, his dying, his rising, so that he could open up the Palm Sunday parade to everyone, to all nations. And that's how it is today. The Palm Sunday parade is for all, for you, for me. And King Jesus is with us, leading us through our suffering, through our dying, and onward and upward into our last day rising, where everything wrong with this world will be made right. Beautiful, perfect, beautiful, just amazing. And we're going to make it. We are absolutely going to make it. We're going to make it to this perfect ending of this Palm Sunday parade. We're going to make it to the grand finale because our king is the king that leads and he also feeds. He's the king who leads and feeds. He sustains us. He provides all that we need for this body and life. Prophet Zechariah, he uses language in our OT reading that should remind you of Dindin. A very specific dinner, meal, okay? Zechariah 9-11. As for you also, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. The blood of my covenant with you. Hmm, what is that? What do you think that's uh, talking about? Anyone, anyone want to take a stab at it? Huh? You want, you want to throw an answer and I'll try to catch it? Huh? A very specific meal, huh? We're about to have it. The dinner. The Lord's Supper. 
Jesus rides a donkey into Holy Week, and he, uh, he takes a pit stop on Maundy Thursday to institute the dinner that tops all dinners. Take, eat. This is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. Jesus rides in, with, and under the bread and the wine, giving us nothing less than himself. We can't help but bust out singing, right? Joining that Palm Sunday parade so long ago. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he. Blessed is he. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, maybe you've noticed when we sing that, right before the Lord's Supper, what is pastor doing? I'm bowing slightly. You don't bow when a person isn't present. You bow when a person is present by bowing at that moment. Hosanna, and blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We are confessing that King Jesus isn't the absent king. He is the here with us king. And he's with us to feed us. Isn't that amazing? A king who you can never expect a president of the U.S. of A. to have you over for dinner, okay? But here we have the king of the cosmos putting out the salvation spread for you and for me. What a king. A king who serves, serves you and serves me. And he serves himself. When we are sad, he fills us with his joy. When we are weak and tuckered out, just tired, he fills us with his strength. When we don't have the energy to go on, he fills us with his steadfastness, his endurance. When we are saddled with sin and shame and guilt, he fills us with his pardon and his forgiveness and his cleansing. When we are anxious and worried, he fills us with his peace and calm. When we are sick and dying, he fills us with his unending life. Every time that we wine and dine, we taste and see that really everything is going to be fine. It's going to be fine. This dinner will keep us in this Palm Sunday parade from day to day all the way to the last day. And what a day that will be. You're not going to want to miss it. Here's why. The king will come again with the double. Now, I'm not talking about a burger, okay? Okay. The double. D-O-U-B-L-E. Double. That promise of plenty. Riding on those clouds of glory on the last day and welcome us home where we will stay forever. Listen to this. Zechariah 9.12 Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Today I declare that I will restore to you double. Keep returning over and over and over again to meet your king. To meet your king. He is strong to save you. Strong to save me. And here is the place called grace where we learn over and over again that, you know, we're not prisoners of the past. We're not prisoners of poor decisions. We're not prisoners of depression. We're not prisoners of anxiety and worry. We're not prisoners of addiction. We are not prisoners of sin and death. 
We are prisoners of, you heard it, hope. Now you may think that this or that holds you captive. You're going to leave here this morning realize, realizing the only thing that holds you captive is H-O-P-E, hope. Hope, not wishful thinking. Not a fairy tale. A confidence. A certainty. You know, and I know, where all of this is going, don't we? We know. There are so many who don't. They're unsure. And they are filled and riddled with anxiety, stress, worry, fear. There's even this thing called the doomsday clock. Ever hear of it? The doomsday clock. Anyone hear of that? It fuels people's fear because supposedly it tells us how close we are to Armageddon, to the destruction of the world, uh, and many think by nuclear holocaust, all the nations just, you know, firing missiles at one another, we all open smoke. We, as prisoners of hope, have a better clock than the uh, doomsday clock. Here, in this parade, we are marching not to our annihilation, but to our resurrection. We are marching to our own Easter morning on the last day. So we don't have a doomsday clock. We have a double day clock. And when that double day clock strikes last day, all that we lost in this life and world will be restored to us <gasps> double. Double, 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 double. And so let's press on. Let's press on with joy toward the double. That promise of plenty in this Palm Sunday parade here at Grace by growing in God's word, reaching out with love, announcing forgiveness, calling the lost, and encouraging everyone. We know our days as prisoners of hope are numbered. Our king has come. Our king comes today. Our king will come again. And when he does, we will finally be home, sweet home. We're not there yet, though. The parade marches on. And we were reminded of that this morning with the little kiddos walking around the sanctuary, waving their palm branches, singing with gusto with those sweet voices of theirs. They gave us a beautiful example to follow, dear friends. Oh, rejoice greatly, OGLC. And wave those palm branches with joy. Sing with gusto. And let's get behind those kiddos. The parade must go on. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen.